Discover the leader in you with Dr. Jason Carson. Former New England Patriot turned PhD, Dr. Jason brings a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the NFL Players Association, and the White House, each week, Dr. Jason will prescribe empowering, motivational, life-changing medicine for your soul. It's time to discover the leader in you. Now, here's Dr. Jason. All right, everybody. Well, I am excited because we have a fantastic show today on Discover the Leader in You. I'm excited for a number of reasons, but, you know, we are rounding out our conversation dealing with conflict in organizations. And today you are going to be exceptionally blessed by a great guest that we have on the show today. I'm going to talk to you about him in a little bit, but I just want to make sure that everyone is reminded that we want to stay in contact with you. We definitely want to always be connected. And if you want to be able to do that, make sure you go to our blog at drjasoncarthen.com or go to jasoncarthen.com. That is our website where we have a lot of products and different things that will engage you and help you to understand a little bit better about not only your purpose in life, but also if you want to improve in some different areas or you feel like you have some growth edges, it's a great site for you to go and take a look at. So definitely stay connected with us in that way. You'll also be aware of some of the things that we have coming up, some of the different dates with I Speak Life Academy and things of that nature. So now as we talk about today's show, I'm excited because we have an opportunity to talk about something that is not always talked about. (laughs) We're going to be dealing with conflict in a faith-based setting and really how we can deal with that and why it can be difficult sometimes and it really requires special care. And, you know, on today's show, we're actually going to have someone that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Stephen Johnson is going to be on our show today and we're going to be talking about just some ways to deal with conflict in a faith-based setting and he's going to share with us just all the things that he's seen over the years after almost two decades, you know, uh, dealing with management and things of that nature and also just just church. He's going to share his perspective of what that looks like. And I'm excited about that. And I'm thinking that everyone that's listening uh, is going to be impacted greatly. So without further ado, let me share a little bit about Stephen before we bring him on. Stephen was born uh, August 25th, 1967 in Muncie, Indiana. You know, he loves the Lord and he's going to be able to unpack that a little bit more for you later on. But he graduated from uh, Muncie Southside High School where he participated in track. He is an athlete. That's how we met. He's going to share a few things relative to that perspective as well. He is a graduate of Ball State University, uh, really with a bachelor's in journalism and a minor in applied and organizational communication. So this gentleman knows how to engage people. He has a very kind uh, spirit and also just his heart. Family-wise, he is married to Yvette Johnson, and he has a son, Aaron, and two daughters, Naya and Zariah. He is very actively involved in his church. And without further ado, welcome, Stephen Johnson. How are you, sir? Great. How are you this morning, I'm, Dr. J? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. And I, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. I, I think that you have a wealth of expertise that you're going to be able to share today. And I'm just glad to have you on. Thank you. Uh, 
thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad and excited to be here, and um, praise God for the opportunity to uh, to uh, come on your show and, and hopefully be a blessing to uh, your many listeners and, and the people we uh, talk with today. Absolutely. Well, thank you, sir. I'm sure they're going to be impacted greatly. Now, Stephen, you got to bring me up to speed, man. It's been some time, and you know, I know we've been trying to sit down and reconnect, and we even we almost had an opportunity back in February. I was speaking out your way, uh, but it just didn't work out. We were too far apart. But give us an overview of just what you've been doing. I, I know that you're you're with the state of Indiana. You're doing big things, but. Give us an overview of what's been taking place. Sure. Um, been with the state uh, for about 12 years now, doing uh, work with the state of Indiana, doing claims work. Uh, active in my church, I go to New Corinthian Baptist Church uh, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and our senior pastor is Terry A. Webster Sr., a great man of God, a man that uh, loves the Lord, and a very humble gentleman, and you will know where he stands within the next couple of minutes of talking to him because he has a great passion for Christ. And as it relates to his passion for Christ, that trickles down to the, to the men in our church where he believes that men need to be active in their homes, in their communities, on their jobs, in their church. And so uh, with that being said, uh, work closely with him. I'm a deacon. I serve as a deacon on the deacon board. And I also serve in the men's ministry, helping plan uh, events and activities for us to participate in. Um, Challenging sometimes, as as men can be, you know, to get them motivated and involved in ministry. But through prayer and and God's hand, uh, great things happen. And so we praise God for that. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, I am a grandfather now. That's something new for me. I I haven't... uh, (laughs) quite grasp that just yet have a, a granddaughter her name is Casey oh congratulations thanks thanks she's about uh 10 months old now so uh wow. praise God for that blessing and you know just really excited to be here and to and to um, be a blessing to your listeners and wow. just want to say again thank you for this opportunity oh no problem no problem well hey you know it's it's amazing I mean you shared that you're in ministry, and that's one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to talk to you to get this uh, perspective as we rounded out our month of uh, dealing with conflict and how to do that effectively. Now, you mentioned right out of the gate that sometimes it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge to rally the men and, and bring them out. And, you know, that I think that happens across the board. I think sometimes men can be very solitary. <laughs> And how they do things, and and it's only certain things that they'll come together and, and and want to do. But that's a great segue into dealing with you know the whole idea of conflict, and especially in a faith based setting. So how do you how do you when you bring the men together? Do you find that you know what they they all just sort of uh, get together in groups and don't engage, or or what happens uh, when you try and bring them all together? Well, one of the things you have to do when you um, challenge men is you have to meet them where they're at. Mm. But before you, you do anything as it relates to coming together with men, you have to be in prayer about it. And you have to see God's face about how to, how to, to talk to men. And, and uh, 
men have to be able to talk with men. Mm. And I say that because we can be stubborn. Yes. We can be <laughs> in our own little worlds. We can we can be in our own caves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a challenge to get men to come out of those comfort zones. Sometimes, you know, men love sports and right. men rally about behind their favorite teams. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan nonetheless and you know, I get a lot of flack from about that being here in Indianapolis. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> so so but 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 men like to talk about sports. But you have to find what interests them and once you find out what interests them, you meet them where they're at. Hmm. Men like to feel like they have ownership of certain things. Right. And not to say that just because they own it, it's theirs. We know God owns everything and that he allows us to be stewards over the things that he gives us. And we just have to be able to be good stewards over the things that he's blessed us with. So when you talk to men and when you challenge men, sometimes you have to get in men's faces and Mm -hmm. let them know, hey, we need you to step up to the plate. There are certain things that need to take place, and we need your assistance in order to make this this go. Mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. that works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, because you have to know a, a, a man's personality in order to be able to meet them where they're at. Some guys you can, you can talk tough to. Some other guys you have to be creative with it. But right. in the end, if the event or whatever we're trying to do brings glory to God, we have to look at the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is to bring glory and honor to God. Right, and absolutely. And so when, when you meet with guys, you just have to have to meet them where they're at, and that goes with, with good leadership, that goes with prayer, that just goes with knowing how to be a humble person when you talk to people, because like my mom and my grandmother always told me, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah, that's a lot of. Let me cut in. Let me ask you now. So you have you've already expressed that you need to know who you're talking to and how to engage uh-huh. them because, like you said, it's very wise. If if you go at everyone the same way, if you talk tough to everybody, then you're gonna shut some people down. They're not <laughs> they're not gonna want to engage and they're gonna recede right. to. I love the metaphor you used earlier. They're going to recede to their cave and probably they won't show up again. And especially in a, in a church setting or faith-based setting or parachurch ministry, you, you have to be careful and understand who you're dealing with. And now sometimes though, how do you deal with those individuals that are just, you know, Hey, they show up, Steve, and it's like, I don't even want to be here, but you know, they want to be there. <laughs> you know, right. they want to engage and but right. they, they fed into this whole machismo thing and they feel like, well, I got to be tough and I want people to perceive me a certain way. How do you deal with those people? You know, it, it's, again, it's a challenge, but you, you have to be able to break down the walls or the barriers that uh, cause men to try to be hard or to, to be macho. or mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I've, I've learned under the leadership of my pastor is that it's, it's okay to cry as a man. Right. Yep. Now, a lot of times men look at you kind of funny when you say that. Mm-hmm. But in order for a healing process to take place, you've got to know that you're hurting. Mm-hmm. 
have to know that there's something there that's preventing you from going out and doing what God has called you to do. It could be that, like we talked about before, it could be some some conflict that happened in a younger person's life that causes them to always carry that with them wherever they go. Um, say as a child or as a young adult, you had an idea for a youth ministry in your church, but some of the seasoned members of the church said, you know, that's not going to work, that's not going to fly, um, young people only want to do A, B, and C. Well, that could scar a man forever because anytime he feels like he has an idea or a point that he wants to bring up or a ministry that he likes to start, he kind of keeps that in the back of his mind that, hey, as a child I was shot down. Now I will probably be shot down again. So you, you have to realize that, hey, sometimes it might not be a seasoned person in wisdom that says something to you. They could just be seasoned because of their age, but they could still be a babe in Christ. And you can't allow that to prevent you from being able to maybe start a ministry that your church doesn't have at this particular time. You can't let a past failure keep you from moving forward with, with what God has called you to do. And a lot of times we kind of harp upon our past and it prevents us from being able to go forward in our future. Yeah, that's now that's powerful. You said several things there. Now, the reality is that, you know, all of our listeners, they, they may not understand what some some of the language that you just used. So just for clarity purposes, when you say uh, a babe in Christ or someone who I don't know, they may have had difficult difficulties uh, prior to learning and growing and developing in their faith. You know, that's someone that's that's really, even though they may have accepted or come to a relationship to be a follower of Christ, they may not know all the ins and outs and they may be rough around the edges. <laughs> so right, they may right. still they'll impact people negatively and potentially scar them, uh, as you shared. But at the end of the day, I think to your point, we always have to be open. Uh, we have to remember that, you know what, even though. I don't know, people may show up and act like they don't want to be there or they may be, I don't know, acting aggressive, whatever it may be. A lot of times, even with conflict in some of my earlier shows, we talked about you need to know the source of why people are doing what they do. And the only right. way you're going to do that, and Stephen, I'm sure you know this, is to engage with people, you know, as yeah. much as they'll let you, you know, you need to engage with them. And I and I think it's it's very interesting because sometimes in a church setting or faith-based setting, people will think that everyone's on the same page. Hey, we're all here. Right. You know, we we're right, all here for right. the same, you know, end goal. But in reality is what you talked about earlier, that people are there and they're at different stages of their growth. And you, right. you may right. have some people that are very, very immature. So they're going to handle conflict differently than someone who's seasoned, as you talked about, someone who right. is really filled with wisdom. They've been around, they've seen things, and they can react accordingly based upon that wisdom. Well, let me do this. We're going to segue here a little bit, but I just want to remind our listeners that we definitely want you to stay connected with us. And if you are able to go to our blog at Dr. Jason carthen.com you take a look on the right side of the page there you actually can sign up we have what is called the monday morning leadership minute and this is totally 
uh, free to you, but it is something that we get great feedback on, and it's something that we send to you every Monday, just filled with encouragement, different things that have taken place, and you know, it, it's amazing how people can relate to one another when they have a chance to read about some of the things that go on in the Monday Morning Leadership Minute. So if you think about it, definitely go to the uh, blog at drjasoncarthon.com. Sign up. We'd love to hear from you and also comment on the blog. It's something that we look forward to and we love interacting with you in that way. Well, just as a reminder, everyone, we have uh, Stephen Johnson on the phone. Uh, this gentleman is so well-versed in so many different things, and he's sharing just his heart on how to handle conflict uh, in a faith-based setting. And specifically, we've been talking about men and how sometimes we can uh, feel like we're painted in corners, but in reality, other people want relationships with us, and we need to wade through some of the conflict and understand how to move forward. Now, Stephen, let me ask you, why is it even important that we realize there's a difference uh, in conflict in a faith-based setting, church setting, versus a corporation? Why is it important that we understand that? Well, I, I think it's important because when you look at the two um, areas, they're, they're totally different. In, in a church setting or a faith-based setting, the expectation is a little different as opposed to uh, in corporate America. In the end, um, in corporate America, if you have a problem, they want you to handle your problem before you come in the door mm-hmm. because in the end, they're paying you to provide a service or to perform a job. And you you can handle conflict in a corporate setting and faith-based kind of kind of the same way I think if if I I just use me as an example if I have a conflict with someone at my job uh, I've never been a confrontational person Mm -hmm. I've always um, wanted to be a person who uh, my mom always told me I was always the peacemaker in the family I grew up with um, (laughs) two older brothers, an older sister, and a younger sister. So I'm the fourth of five kids. And so I've, I've always been the one who tried to keep the peace. Right. And so with conflict in a corporate setting, they have channels where, you know, you, you start at a manager. If the manager doesn't uh, answer your question, and you go above your manager. If you still don't get the, the resolve that you need, and you go above that. So... One of the things I've always wanted to do is I've always felt like I could go to a person in love and with a humble spirit and say, hey, I think there may be some division between us. How can we close that gap or how can we bring that conflict to a resolution so that we can work together? Mm -hmm. Um, We don't necessarily have to hang out after work while we're here let's be respectful to each other let's be able to say hey you know i may not agree with everything stephen says but i know he's dependable and i can rely upon him because of his skill set maybe i said something wrong that caused that conflict i'd like to be able to go to that person and find out what it is how we can resolve that and then how we can move forward as co-workers or maybe even I use the sports uh, analogy, teammates. Right. And I, th- and, and I think in a church setting, we should be able to do that as well. 
uh, you know, the Bible talks about how um, if you go to a brother and it, it doesn't, you don't get the result that, you, that you're looking for, that you go grab another brother, witnesses, and you go with them. And then if that relationship is restored, you praise God for that. Then if not, then you just pray for that brother or that sister and, and you move forward. And so I think if you go about it with that particular mindset that you're not really trying to be a deterrent or a discouragement to a brother or a sister, but that you want to go to them in love, because in the end, like I said before, we want to bring glory to God. And if the body is divided, we can't bring glory to God when we're upset mm-hmm. or we can't get along with each other. I mean, we go to church with each other or we work together, and, you know, there may be somebody in, in your in your congregation or in your faith-based organization that, you know, you, you might not be able to get along with. But I think if you go to them with a the humble spirit and a spirit of love— and then maybe find out what that source is that that's causing that conflict. Then I believe that you know restoration can happen because God wants us to be able to commune with each other, and He wants us to be able to relate with each other. And if we can't relate to each other within our our setting, then how can we go out and seek those which are lost that don't know Christ? Right, right. And see, and now here's the thing, though. And I guess even. Many people would say, "Okay, you just laid out a great blueprint uh, for how to engage, you know, (laughs) and and how to deal with conflict, not only in a corporate setting, but also in a faith based uh, setting. But the reality is that everyone's not going to meet you, you know, where you are and how you just described it. And and that's the reality. Now, the way you described it, I absolutely agree i think it's fantastic humility submission engaging you know common goals but then you have those people even in a church setting that will say to you or no i just i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to play i don't want to play nice (laughs) i I, I want to engage you in a negative way now i I love the the blueprint that you shared about going and bringing a brother or sister and saying hey you know where are we at these are some things that we're seeing you know it's nothing personal but how do we move forward now effectively Stephen, even if they say you know what, I, I hear you, you've brought someone else and they can echo the same sentiments, but I still just don't see eye to eye. What are we left with at that point? I believe at that point we we just put it in God's hands. We mm. continue to pray for that brother or that sister. And um, the Bible talks about how one person may be able to um, plant a seed Another person comes along and waters it, but in the end, God gives the increase. So until a person finds out where they are at, even though someone else may bring that out in them, until they see it for themselves, they don't see anything wrong with what they're doing, or they don't say they don't see it as a point to where, hey, I'm I'm not the problem, you know, it's, it's everybody else. I think once a person gets to a point where they see themselves for who they are. And once the spirit opens up their eyes, then they realize, hey, maybe it was me. Mm. But if you if if it's if you don't see it as being yourself, then you won't be able to receive what anybody else is saying about you. So what I think you do is you you just continue to pray about it. You continue to to ask God 
to open their eyes or maybe send someone else along that will be able to show them in a way that maybe someone else wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can only relate to certain people a certain way, but you may be able to relate to people totally different. And they may be able to, I may be saying the exact same thing that you said, right. but your presentation may be totally different to the point to where, hey, man, I see that now. Or right. I didn't quite see that the way Stephen was saying it, but Dr. J said it a different way, and it made a whole lot of sense to me. So, you know, you just continue to pray for that person, and you pray that maybe God sends someone else along that could help them to see, mm-hmm. and then the restoration takes place. Wow. Well said, Stephen. I, hey, very impressive, man. I mean, I can see, I certainly see why you were the peacemaker uh, <laughs> in the NFL, man. Hey, we went into the locker room and we just, hey, we fought it out. <laughs> right. That doesn't work in every situation. So I right, certainly understand. Right. I, I love the uh, perspective that you're sharing. Well, Stephen, let me ask you this. Now, if people wanted to volunteer, you know, at New Corinthian Baptist Church, or if they wanted to connect with you or maybe even get plugged in to the men's ministry, how would they get involved? How would they be able to contact you? Do you have a, a web address or email or yes. contact? Yes. If, if anybody wants to call, they can call me directly. Uh, my telephone number is 317-531-4576. But uh, our church, uh, New Corinthian Baptist Church, is, is located on the west side of Indianapolis, our location is 5935 West mm-hmm. 56th Street here in Indianapolis. Uh, zip code is 46254. Uh, contact number over there is uh, 317-329-4076. And our website is New Corinthian, that's N-U uh, Corinthian, mm-hmm. BaptistChurch.org. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm hoping that people will take that information down, get connected uh, with you and also over at New Corinthian Baptist Church. I think that what you guys are doing for men and your perspective on even just handling conflict is probably a great indicator of how you do most things. So I think that if people want to be involved, definitely take a look at the website and also reach out to Stephen. Uh, I will vouch for him. I've known him for a long time and he continues to be a leader in the community and just doing a lot of great things. And and with that, I also want to just remind everybody uh, to please, like I said, take a look at jasoncarthen.com or Dr. Jason Carthen and just stay connected with us. We have the I Speak Life Academy that we hold every year. We engage uh, just individuals on how they want to grow develop, whether it's uh, from an entrepreneurial side or leadership development, we definitely want you to achieve your dreams and go forward, you know, to the next level as you see fit and how you feel called in your purpose in that way. Uh, We're on the phone with Stephen Johnson. He is sharing some great things, definitely some great nuggets. And, and Stephen, I wanted to ask, you know, for our listeners, if there was one other thing that you wanted to share as it relates to dealing with conflict in a faith based setting, what would that nugget be? What would the last parting shot be? The last parting shot would be to trust God Mm. in any and every endeavor that you encounter. Uh, Sometimes, you know, conflict can be good at times if you Mm -hmm. end 
grow a brother or a sister or or, or a, a friendship or a relationship, but always continue to uh, trust God, uh, pray and seek his face, and allow him to continue to grow you as a person, as an individual, as a community, uh, as a leader in your home, in your church, and, and in your community. Absolutely. Well, well said. Well said. Well, everybody, I don't know about you, but I have certainly been encouraged by having Stephen on the show today. And, you know, we're hoping maybe at some point he'll come back and talk to us. Stephen, would you like to do that? Love to. Would love to. Excellent. We'd love to have you come back. And for all of our listeners, just want to remind you guys that if you want to stay in contact with us, you can actually give us a call at one 855 227-8436 and also if you want to sign up for our I Speak Life sessions you can do that on the website or you can call our office directly and again this month's uh, featured learning resource uh, is a leadership practices inventory this resource is amazing if you want to really dig deep into why you lead the way that you do we can offer 360 degree feedback and really engage you and your team on understanding why you do the things that you do. And I'd love to be able to do that with you. Stephen, once again, just want to thank you for being on the show. And for all of our listeners, I always want to remind you all that you have to remember to live your destiny on a daily basis. Do not settle. Be intentional. Thank you so much for joining us today. And make sure you stay connected with us. Take care now. Thank you for listening to Discover the Leader in You with international leadership and business expert, Dr. Jason Carson. Dr. Jason wants to connect with you right now. Check out our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Be sure to join us again next week to discover the leader in you.